0: bring Comedy Presents! Over the past two decades, I have worked with artists of varying genres. Music, comedy, theater, dance, and more. It has been my observation that while each has its own systems and specificities, they are all relative. Art itself is relative to the observer. As the audience, our appreciation is influenced by our individual perspectives for artists themselves, motivations and measures of success are just as conditional. In this series, I will be speaking with working-class entertainers and artists. We will highlight the unique aspects of their crafts while, hopefully, proving my theory that it is all pretty much the same at their roots. My name is Isaac Landford, and this is The Art of Relativity. Okay, today I'm joined by my good, good friend Brian Nelson, and Brian, you are in Seattle at the moment, yes?
1: I, I'm in Seattle, yeah.
0: It's nice. And uh, it's dreary. Yeah. Well, and we were talking about right before recording. It's like, well, but you're in Seattle. That's uh, the exactly. what, what's the temperature though? Uh,
1: I don't. I can look. It's it's cold. I, I don't like. I said. I, like. We were talking about earlier the, when I left LA, it was really nice. And we we got to like the top of the mountain, leaving LA, and I got out of the bus to get a to, to get ice cream because I've been craving ice cream. It's forty nine degrees right now. Oh yeah. And I walked off the bus and I immediately turned and walked back on the bus to grab a long sleeve shirt because it was cold. Yeah, I've
0: never been in the Northwest ever, and I'm hoping. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, now that I live out here, I'm hoping that maybe like this summer we can take a trip and go like, I want to, I want to check out. I want to see like San Francisco and stuff. I've never been, i want to, I feel like I could get around the Bay area just by listening to rancid lyrics. Cause there's like oh, essentially no. directions.
1: <laughs> For sure. <laughs> what to do and what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't think it fails. I think that every time I'm in San Francisco, there's a, in, in, and then also, as we cross into Washington, Olympia's in my head. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, yeah. like, yeah, you can't
0: another uh thing about rancid lyrics is that they have a thousand songs that are just named after cities so wherever you're traveling you can find something appropriate from their catalog right, right. <laughs>
1: there's there's an appropriate rancid song for all travels
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were about to discuss and so i stopped us to where we could put it on record you were talking about uh shitty hotels looks like the hotel you're in right now is pretty nice
1: yeah this one is this there's two rooms there's another room over there oh, with a couch the couch in it yeah yeah you know and uh there's there's a couple tvs because i need two tvs yeah it's it's a really nice hotel it's, long, it's a corner corner room corner king or some something is overlooking the city Oh no. okay high yeah, profile nice. tour then
0: you're uh you're getting the corner rooms
1: yeah no i did I, and uh, we 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 ditched the bus yesterday so this was our first this is the last the last show is coming up and we i mean i got off that bus i'm like peace it's not the best bus <laughs> i've been on i'm not i'm not trying to complain about buses i know that to some people that sounds really shitty but yeah no no, no. it's better you, than a van there's just some things there it is it yeah it depends on who you're with though too in a van you know what i mean like yeah a van can be very tolerable if if you're with the right people sure uh before
0: i ask about your worst hotel room i'll just say for the people listening because we're talking about you being on tour you are a musician and sound engineer and then i know you've done like tech other tech work on tours and stuff but your your full-time job you tour with musicians, whether you're playing or your support or whatever you are on the road working in rock and roll. And we'll talk about that in a second, but I want to know about the worst hotel that you've ever stayed in.
1: Yeah. So I'm okay. So I can't think of a worse hotel than this one, but we were talking about, we were talking about Florida. There's, Um, there's a thing. And if you stay in hotels across America, it is, pretty consistent that once you start hitting the south like florida the hotels get dirtier even nice hotels they feel dirtier it's Mm -hmm. just a thing like texas florida that whole like all the way across you know and like yeah and we're in daytona beach playing this like random one-off and i think the bar was called like sick boys or something so like every i'm trailing off now already but like every like hour they would play sick boys and the bartenders would go around just dumping shots in people's mouths like it was like it was like this borderline it was like a punk bar but kind of bro bar which goes with social d a little bit sure yeah that fits yeah and so that that was the bar we were playing and um or club i don't i don't know what it was it was a venue and uh so they put us in this hotel, motel. And when you, when, as I was saying, the first thing I found, it was very dirty. There was like blood on the walls or the carpet or something. And there was a press on nail, a very long press on nail underneath my bed, which I assume <laughs> yeah. because the, the, I assume the hotel is normally hourly, not, yeah, not um, by the day there. I'm, I'm sure us staying there was really abnormal. But like for some reason, when you walked in, there was like a, there was an, it was an entrance entryway and there was a mattress just like leaned up against the wall, like a naked mattress, nothing on it, like dirty. It was gross. Yeah. So that was the first thing. I didn't, I, I never stepped on the carpet in bare feet because it was gross. Like it, like you could tell it looked sticky, you know, just like, I mean, you could feel it on the bottom of your shoes, like your shoes, just like, it wasn't uh-huh. carpet. It, it was so gross. And then like, man, there were, there it was like a long room and there was a bed on like either side and like even to go take a piss i'm like i gotta put my shoes on and i'd like step on my shoes and like get my feet in them and <laughs> <laughs> like go into the bathroom it, it was so bad that thomas who like he had never played a show with us before and we had our buddy bob playing drums that they went and got a hotel across the street because it was Damn. so gross it, it was really nasty and like the guy was like there was a thing like don't steal the remote to the tv it was like a, you'll, find, you'll find ten dollars if you steal it." like why am i gonna steal a remote I mean, we ended up hiding it underneath the mattress which oh, was gross funny. in and of itself so like you were like oh you gotta go get this dirty he was guy was being really mean to us when we got there too because I, you know, I don't know we looked we looked shittier than his normal clientele no way i mean, I, I think he's just yeah, a exactly guy. yeah no, yeah, that was. I think that was that was the worst hotel I can I can remember staying in. It was gross. I but. I always get the cheapest
0: accommodations wherever I go, and I've right. had to like start teaching myself because like I would book shows where other people are going with me, and then I would by instinct just rent the shittiest hotel, and then the other people coming with me would like look it up and be like, "Hey, man." I don't want to stay there. (laughs) That is not where I want (laughs) to be because I don't give a shit. I'm like, I'm going to be there for a few hours. I mean, it's as long as it's like got a bed and a TV, like I'm going to be fine. Uh, The worst I ever stayed in was the tour that I created Jasper with chronic chaos. And in 2001 in Waco, Texas, this motel we stayed at was terrifying and there were five of us and we were still felt unsafe yeah, like the bottom of the door had been kicked in completely, like a hole, and there was like a piece of wood drilled up over it, and the there was blood stains, and the carpet was disgusting. We actually, Jason slept against the door with his gun because we were like, I mean, that's how sketched out we were, right? And, I, and I've stayed like. I say that uh, when I was coming out to LA to look for an apartment, I stayed at the super eight in North Hollywood that I don't think was necessarily dangerous, but it, I didn't know the area when I came and it was just loud and busy, but I have like a system where like I got off the plane. And the first thing I did was I took my rental car to home Depot and bought a pocket knife. And once <laughs> I have my knife, I feel more, I feel better Then I went right. up, although <laughs> on that trip, I went to a dispensary and bought some weed gummies. And I like I have a super low tolerance and right. I ate too much and I ended up like I was like wrapped in a blanket pacing the room, <laughs> like just trying to. And it was like the hotel's so loud and I'm like. Just totally freaking out. I, watching Practical Jokers for like four hours under a blanket, like trying to
1: chill. <laughs> you know the- what's really funny? Is I I feel like Aaron uh, was telling me this story. Yeah, probably because we only- the- were talking about gummies last time I was at his house. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what's the best hotel that you've been able to stay at on when
1: these these touring and stuff? Um, man, that's a that that that's a good question, actually. the the hotels on this tour have been have been really good like these they put on they put in really decent hotel rooms but um there's been some like weird ones like um like manila like somewhere in manila i stayed like but it was like a crown crown plaza nothing yeah nothing like boutique or anything but it was really nice um It's really funny you can't remember the the nicest hotel. Like, you would think that. Oh, the nicest hotel. But it's like, the shittiest hotel I ever stayed in. I know that one. Um, Man, that's a tough one. Like, recently, we were actually in in Vegas. Uh, Victoria was working Psycho Fest. And I was just hanging out. Mm -hmm. And they put us in a really nice suite there for, like, a week. Which, that was pretty awesome. And maybe that just felt awesome because we've been trapped at home for, like, two years. You know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe i say that I, I over the years i've stayed a lot of motel six like consistently because that uh-huh. was like with the ataris like i i mean chris may still stay i i, I can ask him but I don't, he probably yeah. still stays in motel six when he when he when he tours you know but but the thing was like with those like they were consistent we knew mm-hmm. we knew every day i knew what i was getting into i knew that when i got to florida it was going to get dirtier you mm-hmm. know and just it just was what it, it is, what it is. And like, we got it, got used to it. At least like, it was like staying in a, a similar bed every night, you know, which was, it was, I mean, yeah. Which is something, you yeah, know, consistency when you're, too, yeah, yeah, the
0: yeah. Road, that's, that's great. <laughs> yeah. We stayed, uh, we went to Universal Studios in Florida a couple of years ago and there was like one of the hotels right by the resort and it was fairly cheap and it was super nice and they not only had breakfast but they also gave you drink tickets and had like a evening like snack that was a buffet it could be dinner like that's the nicest place i've stayed and it was not expensive by any means they just wanted our they just wanted us there because for the the attractions you know right yeah 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 that's awesome yeah so you've been a, you've been a road lifer for how many years now would you say that you've been um see I think
1: I started doing this like I started doing this with Brazil like somewhere around like 2006 maybe yeah okay and then and then there was like a, I think there were a few, like a couple years where I didn't really I didn't tour at all you know like yeah. we were like, but then and then like in 2000 like into 2008 or 2009 I joined the Ataris and then it was just like... I was on the, I was on tour a lot then. <clears throat> yeah. And then like after that, well, during that, like I started picking up like doing like front of house for, and TMing for bands too. Mm-hmm. So then I just kind of s- tried to stay on a cycle where they where like, it would just work out. We're like, all right, we got a tour for like two months. And then this band's got a tour for a month. And then we got another tour for six weeks. And then this band, you know, so I just kept doing that. Like, so like, uh, and, and then up until the pandemic, like, even when, when, like, the pandemic started, like, we were supposed to go, we, I'd gotten home in, like, November, and we were supposed to start a tour, oh, man, when was that, like, February or something like that, March, okay. and then it just, like, slowly got. Japan got canceled, and then Australia got canceled. Then New Zealand, well, then of course New Zealand got canceled, and then Europe got canceled. Yeah, because we had a whole, you know, everything booked throughout the whole year, pretty much, for like, for for tours and festivals and stuff. So yeah, it's been like, I guess like, you know, two thousand six, I guess, with like some downtime, some some not, some because of pandemic, some because of. I just had, I wasn't, I wasn't in a place where like people knew who I was or I knew who anybody was to get jobs, you know, sure. or anything like that. and then, and then like, then honestly, like once I started playing, it was like, Oh, I play in this band. And some people are like, Oh, okay. You probably know what you're doing. Like, yeah. We'll it's, hire you. It's crazy how the way people value
0: you is completely based on them seeing somebody else having value in you. Exactly. It's like brand recognition, you know? It absolutely is. And it sucks, but it also, we yeah. do it too.
1: Oh, totally. Like, we're all guilty of it, so. Well, I mean, we did it as kids going to shows. Like, oh, Fatland playing, Absolutely. the Yeah, you
0: where know? it's just like, you just, I just liked every band that was on Fat Records, even though I probably only really liked like four of them.
1: Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that wouldn't stop you from buying the comps, you know? No, no, it wouldn't.
0: I was thinking, and I've thought about this a lot over the years, how it is kind of interesting to me that you have ended up with this lifestyle because you and I grew up together. and, And in our group of friends, you and I and our buddy Joel, we were always the guys who were like supporting our other friends that were in bands. Right. Like we weren't doing it. We weren't performing, but we were kind of like, Running the stuff, doing the shows, and like you were always a tech guy. You always understood the uh, equipment better than everybody else, and you understood the internet before the rest of us (laughs) when
1: we were kids.
0: (laughs) And so, and you also, when we were young, you had like a much more traditional kind of lifestyle than a lot of us. Even from when we were in high school and the years right after, like you always worked full time. while the rest of us were like fucking off at like 15 hours a week. You were always in like long-term relationships and you kind of like had everything. We thought you all, we all thought you had your shit together. Then (laughs) you did like what, like a semester of college and then like something changed there. Yeah. You did that and you were like, no, this is not the route for me. No, it sucked. I went to Taylor for a semester. And it was like Yeah, the Christian college where we, we grew up.
1: Yeah, that, that place is that place is terrible. <laughs> it can burn to the ground. Let the people free, but like <laughs> man, it's like that place the yeah, it's a horrible place. Horrible people. Maybe yeah. not, but there's a, there's a lot of shitty people there. Yeah. You For know, sure. and I, I think that like, I mean, I saw some of it later on, of like when some things happened, you know, and like, and I was like, oh, well, I was right. They are horrible people. Yeah. No. baby you're watching, go to hell.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, what were you studying? What was your major going to be? Um, so I wasn't allowed to have a major because even though I had my shit together, um, my GPA was really bad. So okay. when I went in, I had to go in as like, like, general, you know, like... Okay. What, 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 I mean. How
0: bad was your GPA?
1: I mean, like, two point something. So, but but for Taylor, it had to be a 3.0 or higher, oh. I think. Mine was, like, a below a one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Failed small animal care, Isaac. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> funny shit, though. And you have an animal behind you. So you did fine. Yeah, we yeah, did fine. Sure.
0: Okay. Yep. I've been taking care of small animals my whole life. I... That's is stuck in Eastbrook. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so after you, uh, you dropped out of college, and you pretty quickly then went to school for like sound yeah, for like I don't I, I don't know what the term is. I I'm uh, be a sound
1: engineer. Yeah, I went for recording engineering. I I went and I did a semester at uh, what's that place? Ivy Tech. Oh yeah. yeah, The community yeah. college in Indiana. Yeah.
0: Which that one, that one also was kind of weird. And I went then, there. I, I did, I did yeah. as many credits as I possibly could get there to transfer to my
1: bachelor's and I was happy with it. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. My, you know, but the hard part I had with it was like, I, for some reason, like I didn't like either I wasn't able to or, or something, but I didn't test out of anything. So I was taking
0: very basic math. Yeah, I did too. I went 10 years later though. So it's like, I didn't remember how to do.
1: Right. And and it was like that, that stuff was really tiring to me. Cause I'm like, I'm going to class and like, and it's like, I mean, it it was literally like, you know, 10 plus five was one of the questions. And I'm just like, are you serious right now? You know, (laughs) I don't need to do this. like, Like I, like the teacher like realized like the first like class that like, I didn't really need to be there. So like well, she gave give people crap for like coming in late and I came in really late one day and it was a test day and I still finished the test before everybody else. And she was just like, you can go home. I'm like, all right, thanks. And left, you know, but like, I had one of those. You go ahead. But I was just saying it was nice, but like, it was just tiring, you know, like not having to do that stuff, you know, yeah, I had a, a class that I had to take my
0: first year at the community college that was like a life skills kind of class, like teaching just like how to how to like right. be responsible or whatever. And the instructor did pull me aside one day and was like, look, you're like 28 years old or however I was at the time. He's like And not like some of the people that come in later. You've got a family you're buying a home you're working a bunch of jobs you're coming in here you're doing the work and you're like getting perfect scores on it she's like why don't you just like coast the rest of the time and i'll pass you because i don't think you need to take this class and that was really cool and i was very happy for it because i was so busy yeah that it was really nice yeah
1: that'd be awesome that'd be real awesome
0: so yeah uh, you went to you got then a I don't know are they certificates? Is that what you get from these uh sound engineering schools or no, no, I, I have an
1: associate's degree from that, okay. okay. So like they did it in like 12 months or something. Mm-hmm. And now they do now they do a bachelor's and two years or something there. Like oh that'd be cool. <clears throat> yeah. Which I, I can I think that like if I wanted to, I could do online courses to like finish it, but like I don't, I don't really need to. It's not like I, I have never like applied for a job where they're like, Oh, can we see uh, your transcripts from college? You know, it's like, they don't care. They like care about like, Oh, you tour or you do this, like you're out frequently, then that's usually what it is. Oh, you do it all the time. So yeah, that's like, some, you know, a little, a little bit of uh, like a, like a reference, I guess, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, it's people in the out, industry understand. understand. Yeah, you and I were
0: talking when you were just in town about working with people where they get let go from a higher position, or if there's like a period of time they weren't working, and how that is like a red flag. You're like, yeah, they're probably not good
1: at what they were doing. I mean, that's I question it. I suppose, yeah, <laughs> you know, but like, and <laughs> yeah. but in sometimes, I mean, it is just like it's not necessarily that it's just that like, I mean, just like anything, there's some sort of politics behind it. You sure. know what I mean? Like, sure. where, like, they, like they hire people based th- for bad reasons or whatever, you know, yeah. like, Oh, this is, this guy looks cool. Like I will play the game with this where like maybe the other person won't, you know? And like, so they just keep around. There's plenty of people that keep people around that are terrible at their jobs. Oh, yeah. so they, they always they're always there and that's the thing like that way comes in better than this other person who's awesome and doesn't come in you know and
0: it's easier just to like the devil you know just like <laughs> have the people you're familiar with around because on the road i mean you're talking about an intimate environment where you you don't get to clock right. out and go home like you see the bad elements of each other tensions get high okay. when work is over you still at least are sharing a hotel
1: floor right right it, yeah, like eight people in a hotel or something like that that's that's yeah. that's how i remember some of those rooms and which yeah. is fine but like in, in these environments it's like uh like with the bus at least like you can just go to your bunk like sure see you guys later i'm gonna go lay down i'm gonna close my curtain nobody will talk to me they'll think i'm asleep even if i'm not you know Mm -hmm. but there's like yeah it's but it's just like anything else like you know you like sit up there and talk about it about like all the dumb shit that happened and how stupid somebody is for something you know Mm -hmm. i i have like i have some different like i feel like i have some different expectations than a lot of people like i've i've done like a full spectrum of like of venues like i've done very small to very large and Mm -hmm. i'm very familiar with like like the venues we're in currently and i know what to expect where like some of the people like they had different expectations i'm like i already knew that this was gonna suck you know like or whatever like yeah like and and it's also like you get loaders that don't know what they're doing and like i i already knew that's what it was gonna be like in a lot of places you just have to be patient with those people right like if they if they even like If they're acknowledging the fact that they don't know, it's so much easier because you can be like, oh, well, I'll show you how to do it. And things usually go smoother that way. You know what I mean? Speak to people like they're normal and they'll be like, oh, this person's being nice to me. No matter how mad I am at them, I'll probably still be like, it's cool. Because what difference does it make at the end of the day? Just get it in the truck. Let me leave. (laughs) And and you were telling me
0: the the tour that you're on right now, some of the guys in the band are from some pretty big acts so like you said like deep purple yeah. and ozzy and different yeah. so like they yeah. th- they're
1: playing smaller venues right now than what they're typically accustomed to on this particular yeah. tour. and, and this the, the funny the weird part with this one or the strange part is that like they actually fly to every show oh wow and yeah and we're in us like the crew are in a bus which is totally fine yeah so like my the amount of time i see the band is like i saw them at rehearsals for like you know like a week Mm -hmm. for several hours for like several days like probably like we were i think we had 10 days 10 days that were blocked out for a rehearsal and we rehearsed probably like seven times so like that was the most i saw the band and aside from that i see them while they're on stage so there's like very little communication like because they they talk to me on stage like some good monitors so they'll tell me if they need something yeah but it's not very often like the singer he he tells me the most but the two guitar players like they just they just play most of the time and the drummer he, he'll tell me stuff every once in a while too but like other than that like it's like I talk maybe I'll talk to him before the show sometimes I won't sometimes like I'll take their in-ears into the dressing room and I, they won't even be there and they just I don't they don't need me for anything they only tell me if something's wrong so it's like so it's, it's really, it's really strange. Cause I am used to being around the band more often, you know, like like with Baroness, we're all on a bus together and like, we're all together all the time where this right. is like, I'm with the crew and the band I see like, uh, like 10 minutes a night minus when they're on stage. Well, and that's interesting because even <laughs>
0: though you're playing these smaller venues, my assumption is that when you tour with Baroness, it's actually less crew members.
1: Uh. It is, there's a, uh, yeah, there is. Cause it's, um, we have, for this, we have two, two like two techs, monitors, a lighting guy, a tour manager, and a merch person, and a production coordinator. So seven, yeah. And then on Baroness, we have a tech stage manager, a monitor engineer, a front of house, a TM merch. So we have four crew, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because Victoria does merch and TM usually for Baroness because that's how it's always been. Well,
0: and so. also there, you can do that too because when they're playing, you don't really have any tour managing stuff to do necessarily. Unless something right, fucked yeah. up is going on and then you got to address it. But
1: yeah, yeah. But if it's, if it's on stage, it's usually something that like we're dealing with. Right. It's, at that time. It's something that's going off the stage, you know?
0: Yeah. So <clears throat> I want to ask about your actual job too, because until you started doing it or talking to me about doing it, I never realized that bigger acts would have a separate sound guy for what the performers need. So you have one person okay. handling what the audience is hearing and another person right. mixing for the stage. Because you know, I'd always worked in small venues, so it was just one guy who just does both and it's whatever. And you also talk about the in-ear uh monitors, which are just the earpieces, right? Just like you see on right. like big pr- on And TV. those are I mean, that's fairly new technology,
1: isn't it? Uh no, they've been they've been around they've been around for quite a while, but they've gotten way, way better. Like okay. like there's even like there's like these there's a psm 900 and a psm 1000 and the difference between those two to me are like night and day like, really? I'm, like yeah like for one band we use the 900s and then for this band i'm using the thousands and the first time i plugged in i was just like and it's literally just the next step up and yeah. it was just like whoa like i can hear like an, an audible difference but but there's also like there's every it's like every year they're coming out with some new in-ear monitors that have more 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 drivers in the ears Mm -hmm. like i think the ones i have like have seven or eight drivers in them like it like little speakers inside each ear. you know what i mean it's really nuts but it's i really like it and from like in from a front of house standpoint it makes things easier because you know the less the less volume coming off stage the easier it is to mix from speakers for everybody, yeah. for everybody else to hear. You're not you're not fighting with like a guitar that's way too loud on stage. I mean, yeah. you you do, but you you can tend to control it a little bit more because you can turn it up in their ears. The problem you have is like the people are like, well, I want to be able to feel it, which I understand. I I get it. I I like I am the worst like I am the worst musician like like audio guy because. I understand when the front of house guy is like, hey, can you turn your bass down? But I don't want to. Right. Like I know why, and I know why I should, but I'm going to be a little, I'm probably going to be a little disgruntled about it because like, (laughs) it's dicky, but like. (laughs) Yeah, sure, (laughs) but you know, but it's It's your preference. Exactly,
0: so I understand when people are like that. The in-ear monitor, I was thinking about this just uh, a couple nights ago, I was watching Saturday Night Live, and Halsey was the musical guest. right? And during her performance, she's got ear monitors on, and there's no live performance, like no band with her at all. No synthesizers, no DJ, nothing. It's just her on a stage and a, a music track is playing for the audience, and then she's got it. And I was thinking to myself, how hard it must be to really sing when you're the only one standing there and you're essentially doing karaoke to headphones
1: right that's yeah I mean, it is and it's but it's probably just like it, it's probably not weird to her anymore she's sure. probably done it enough you know what i mean but no i, I think i always think that's weird because I, I i like i like when people have bands you know yeah it's well more, just the yeah. energy of performance. Yeah.
0: I'm here when you watch live performances, particularly on things like SNL and stuff that aren't like real, like music formats, you know, how even me, who's like just a step away from a layman. I'm like, yeah, that dude's not, I'm not hearing what he's playing. Right. He's playing to a track like
1: that, that guitar is running nowhere. Right. Like this and is I mean, performative. And there, there is some of that where it's like, well, there was the whole, what was the Ashley Simpson one?
0: Yeah, where that was like a straight
1: vocal track that like, the okay, so this is,
0: inter- and I know you work with like a lot of rock bands and so I don't know if you run into this at all, but it's so strange to me. Like I remember seeing Eminem perform right. and when Eminem would take a like a breath or whatever, there was no audible difference between when he was rapping and when he was not rapping other than a little bit of like breath. Otherwise they're just essentially playing his CD. (laughs) And then he's rapping over the top of it. It wasn't like a backup track. It was, it was like full volume vocals.
1: And that's so strange to me. Yeah, that's, I don't, I mean, I've worked with a couple bands that have like, that have that run tracks, mm-hmm. and they they all have vocals in them. You know what I mean? And yeah. it, they're not. It's not like, it's not as like it's not as simple as where it's just like here's a stereo track. It is more of like there's there's stems of it. So like it'll be like percussion, uh, like synths, uh the stuff that sparkles in the background, you know, yeah. stuff like that, and then like background vocals, right. Um, some of them have a lead vocal track some of them don't and like really what it is is like the way I the way I do it is if there's a lead vocal track, I only push it if they need the support. you know what I mean like yeah. if if they're singing like totally fine it just it comes out or it's like very low it, it is there because it really should just be there for support. Right. It shouldn't be like the the main thing you know what i mean yeah Um, so i mean but like with the Eminem thing it literally could have been an ipod play you know who knows but
0: yeah well and then it makes you wonder it's like well what the fuck is that dj doing (laughs) it's going like this yeah i mean is it and look it's show business and we understand that things aren't as they appear but Mm -hmm. It's okay. So you talk about someone like a Britney Spears or like any of these like singer dancers, like a Janet Jackson, like whatever, you know, I get it that you can't dance and sing that well at the same time. And that it's the illusion of the act when really you're doing, you're doing a drag performance, you're lip syncing to your own music and masterful sound people sometimes even though they're lip syncing when like the performance is over, they'll turn the mic on to where you can hear them breathing and like, cause they're like, always breathing. Yeah. And that's interesting to me. Like that, like towing that line between like, Oh, let's mix in a little bit now because I don't want to hear them huffing and puffing while they're dancing and trying to sing a song. Of course. Right. Not. But why have a fucking microphone on if you're just like lip syncing to your song and maybe you are mumbling it or whatever, mm-hmm. but like you can't, you cannot be singing and doing what you're doing or some people do. And you can tell the difference when someone's like got a handheld mic and they're like modulating the volume of it and they're doing dance moves and there's a track to save them if they are too winded or whatever, but it is,
1: it's a, there's a difference between those two things. For sure. For sure. I feel like, uh, I feel like whenever I see like a Beyonce thing, like you can usually hear. Yeah. You can hear her. You know what I mean? yeah yeah she's illuminati maybe
0: she is singing beyonce is a like one of those rare ones i I think lady gaga is one of those too yeah i'm not super familiar with either of those artists but like what the performances i've seen it seems like it's the thought has gone into what can i do and still be able to sing not yeah
1: yeah yeah because i yeah i mean like i i'm with you i haven't seen like any of those like live except for like on like televised something you know what i mean
0: yeah which is fine because like i'm picking on britney spears even though like she's barely a performer at this point but like nobody was ever like into britney spears because her voice was so amazing Nah, it was always just the package so it's it's fine for her to be doing it the other way and it seems like like boy bands it's usually like vocal based so it's like they they dance and sing right they're in sync yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah they are uh you kept talking about the bus and i wanted to ask because it's funny you talk about how halsey just gets used to the 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 ear monitors but now you're used to a bus do you remember the first tour you went on where you got a bus and you were like oh my god or even that you got to stay in hotels
1: and not sleep in the vehicle um i think well yeah well because with the ataris we we did i look i said we stayed motel six every night and with Brazil, it was like, there were eight of us in a van. Yeah. And because there's like a million people in that band. Right. And uh, like some nights, like we, sometimes we'd sleep in the band. There were many nights where Daniel and I slept in the trailer. You know, <laughs> like <we'd>, we, <laughs> there was like a side door to the trailer and it was partitioned off because one side was like closed because they were, they had like a theme for that record. So they had all these clothes that they change into or mm. like you're have to pick from, you know. But Daniel and I would lay like sleeping bags in down in there, we just go to sleep in there. And then sometimes they'd wake us up, like, we're going to tra- we're going to Cracker Barrel. So Daniel and I would just lay in the back of the trailer, which is sketchy. <laughs> yeah, as, um, is. as we went to Cracker Barrel. Um and then like those, like those hotels, when we get hotels, we put eight people in one room. And there was definitely like a a sleeping pattern of like everybody had a spot where they slept because we just yeah. all went to the same spot all the time, pretty right? Green. You know I mean? Um, those were those were but those were good nights. And then, uh, but then yeah, then when I started doing the Atari's, like I did have hotels every night, which was which was nice, um, even though we'd drive until like six in the morning or seven or eight or nine and then get a hotel. So my schedule would be really screwed up, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I think like, I think the first bus tour I did, I was actually covering a tour for Victoria. Like I just, and I just like came in and was like, and I took over because she went to do another tour. And uh, so not only was it like the first bus tour I did, I also had to TM the bus as well. Mm-hmm which i didn't know how to do like i mean she she'd given me like a list basically of like what what to do and i had this bus driver who was just like a pain in my ass like basically being dad yeah it's kind of (laughs) being a tour manager is being dad telling people when to leave and when to be there and yeah all that crap and it was a support tour so we were like we were also having somebody else tell us when we could load in yeah in like setup and all that so
0: so you were like a tour manager junior. You had somebody yeah. else, you know. <laughs> I had somebody, there was
1: somebody above me. But it was, it was nice though. And then it was like, it is one of those things like, well, I don't, I don't want to go back to being in a van if I don't have to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Like even now, like, and I, I mean, I did a lot of van tours after that still. And But now like when I see a tour, it's like, like, oh, it pays pretty well. Oh, they want to do a van. It's like, ah, do I want to do a van? Cause like, it's more of like, I don't mind being in the van. It's that. I don't necessarily want to drive, you know, that's, that's the part. Like I just don't, I don't care to do anymore. I don't like, I don't want to TM and then also set up and tear down and then drive because everybody's drunk or whatever.
0: Yeah. That's when you really have to be dad is like, because then like they all get a fuck off and you're like, Oh yeah, this is the most. And and look, if it's a van tour,
1: it's probably not going to pay you well enough for that. (laughs) Well, that's the thing, and and some of them like I mean some of them do, and and a lot of people are trying to. I think a lot of people are trying to go back to that because they're trying to make up for what they lost. Sure, you know, yeah. and, and but they're also like, I mean, everybody's everybody's trying to get it somewhere, you know. Like bands are trying to get more money, promoters are trying to give less money, and like because everybody's in the same situation right now. Everybody's trying to make up what they lost, you know, and like. So, I mean, I, I would do a van tour
0: though. Like if, as long as there's hotels, I don't want
1: to, I'm not sleeping in a van anymore. You know Right, I mean? right. Yeah.
0: That's, well, plus like you're in your forties now, like you don't want to sleep in a van. Almost. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> not yet, but soon. Yeah. You're not 40 yet? No. Uh, let's see.
0: 12 days. Oh, shit. All yeah. right. I literally in my head, I just went, Brian's not 40. Yet. How old am I? <laughs> like, I just had to like, I had to do the yeah, like I'm I'm I'll be I got until ne- next summer. I just turned yeah. 39. Yeah. Uh you mentioned Victoria. I, I, I the math. Yeah, I you the mentioned math. Victoria a couple of times. And so from my perspective, and I think I'm right, you you correct me, Victoria is your partner. Yeah. And yeah. It it was getting with her that more legitimized this career path that you're on.
1: I, I agree with that. Yes. Yeah.
0: She definitely got me. She a she work. had her shit together in the way that I thought you did when we were 19. Yeah. No.
1: Definitely. <laughs> she got me much better work.
0: Yeah, and you so you're able to go in there and then and you
1: guys get to tour together a lot, which is cool. Yeah, it's great. It's great. We do people like this, this tour she's on and they wanted somebody like that. Like they wanted a couple because of whatever reason. And cause they had, they had a couple, they had a couple hired like an LD, like a lighting person and a, a merch person and the lighting person they hired had to, had to leave for another, for another, another tour. And so she decided not to do merch and they, the monitor person he had he ended up going to do another tour. So they hired me and then the and then like a week later they hired Victoria because then that was when she'd actually quit. Um but a lot of times like now like with like Baroness and stuff, everybody knows, but like uh in the bands always new, but for the most part, like we go in and we don't, I mean, we don't tell it's not like we tell like the support bands and stuff. We just yeah we just do our jobs and Sometimes they like figure it out on their own, or sometimes somebody tells them or whatever. Cause like it's just one of those things, like it seems like there's like some, like there's, there is a potential stigma to it, to people working together like that. Well, if you guys have a dispute, then everybody is involved with it. Right. We, that's the idea anyway, is that like, but we don't like it's, that's not really the case at all. It, the hard part is if we're like talking to each other now because of masks. If I'm like being animated, it looks like we're fighting, but we're not. <laughs> we're just like, there's masks on, you can't see our faces, and we're just talking about some about something else. But uh uh it's it's like uh she has she has walked in, she she would have got that coffee. Um but uh it works really well. Like uh actually for, with this tour we have a, a truck a driver who drives a truck with all the gear and she just asked us like two days ago, if we were a couple, oh. like, Hey, are you guys a couple? We're like, yeah. She's like, okay, I thought so. And I'm like, okay. She's like, that's why you guys have been fucking. But <laughs> <laughs> you guys have the same room, but she, she never <laughs> sees us outside of, right. She Only sees us at load in and load out. Cause she's, she goes, she's like, all right, I'll see you guys in the next venue. And she leaves, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's a, uh, it works really well. And it's and like, she's covered tours for me. Like I've covered tours for her. And then we do tours together, which does work out the best because then our schedule is just the same, you know? Right. And, and it also works out really well. Cause then when a tour ends in Europe, then we're on vacation for like two weeks. Cause we don't have to go right. home, you know? Yeah. And- I wondered about that. So if you
0: are a go f- traveling with a band, wherever you are, even like when you're here or right now you're on the West coast and when it's over, they give you the money for a ticket home. Is it just included in your pay and you get to decide when you want to leave? No. Or do they, they buy you a
1: ticket? They book the flight, but, um, like with, with other bands where like, we're like, where she's teaming and I'm, and I'm doing audio or whatever else, whatever other job I'm doing, we, she books all the flights. Okay so so then we'll be like hey you know we're ending in you know we're ending in barcelona you want to stay for two weeks and yeah you know yeah. so then we we change our flight or we book our flights home and as long as we try to keep them you know obviously the same price they would be as when everybody else sure goes mm-hmm. home or whatever
0: or you can um, pay the difference i'm sure couldn't you like yeah oh yeah
1: absolutely or so like with this tour though there is like they have a they have a travel agent. She's she's booked it. But if I'm sure, if I was like, oh, I want to stay like an extra week, it would have it wouldn't have been an issue as long as it's within the budget, you know. Yeah, it's just having to talk to somebody. And yeah, yeah. It's no easier. One, no one wants to talk to anybody. No, I mean, but I mean, I could also go just change my flight. You know, that's right? true. Yeah, like, that's true. like, I want to change it to this day. So,
0: so now is the part in every one of these conversations where I have to talk about COVID because your household both incomes totally decimated because you can't tour no so for a year and a half or however long it hit you guys you are you're living in arizona and you're just it's like oh our calendar's just been cleaned i don't know i know you had talked about like Well, I was going to say working at some venues when you were there. I know when you moved there, you were looking for venues to maybe do front of the house, but then they were probably shut down too.
1: Oh yeah. They, they just started. A lot of them just started doing shows like in the last like couple months. Yeah. And um, we, so we actually, the funny part is like before everything got canceled, I'm like, "Ah, it's going to be okay. I'm, I'm an optimist. Yeah, right. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And then, of course, it wasn't. Like, and then, like, like one one thing got canceled. I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's it's Japan. Of course, they canceled. There, you know, that that makes sense. And then, when Australia canceled, I was like, oh, okay. Well, those people are fearless. And. (laughs) Um. But what we ended up doing was we we actually got really lucky. We we started doing Instacart. Mm-hmm. So but but not like two not two separate accounts. We did one account and so like Victoria doesn't like to drive, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm totally fine with driving. So like I would drive, push the cart, she'd have the app and she'd be calling out stuff and we just like throw it in the cart, you know? Yeah. So we did that. Like, we, I mean, we did the first like we did like the first like couple months not doing anything. Cause like you, you couldn't go out. Like it was like, right. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was when it, you know, like we just like couldn't go. Like she, she had been gone in um, PA when, like when it first started happening, her dad was having like a, a bypass. So she had been gone. And I, I think she was the only one on her flight home that wore a mask. Like it was before everybody was like masking. Right. Yeah. And I I had been sick with what I assumed was COVID while she was gone, because it was also before you could just get tested mm-hmm. back in the day. You know, before you just go get tested. Uh, and I, I was laying on the couch. I had I had to do one show during that. I thought I was dying. Like, I'm like I'm gonna die. Oh. This, this just sucks. But um, but when she got home, she's like Brian. I think this is gonna get really bad. Like we should probably go to the grocery store. And I was like, all right, sure. Like, it's probably, I'm, I'm still like, ah, it's only going to last like two more weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, we went to the grocery store and it was just wiped out. Like this this grocery store we went to was just like, they just started putting pallets of food in the aisle. Like they, they quit restocking the shelves. Like, dude, it's like, <laughs> here's a pallet of green beans. Take what you want. And it, and we bought the most food we've ever bought at the grocery store because one, we're never home that long. Mm-hmm. by the Right and for two we don't we usually just buy for a couple days and then we go back and buy for a couple more days or whatever and we i don't know we spent like 300 dollars or 400 dollars at the grocery that day i think and it was just like it was crazy because that was when it was like all right this may be really happening you yeah know? and still nobody was wearing masks i don't think of that
0: <laughs> well and you went and worked a show and gave everybody covid <laughs> well
1: it was, it was an outdoor show uh, i and i stayed. i stayed away from everybody as much as possible but um yeah. And I, I actually, I actually told the TM, I'm like, I don't want to come. Like, I feel like, I feel terrible. Like I, it was like seven in the morning. And I'm, like, I'm, I'm freezing right now. It was probably a hundred degrees out. It wasn't yeah. out. It was, it was like February or March, but, but still, I'm like, I was really cold. He's like, I'll just come like, it's outside. Just get us through sound check. And I'm like, okay, fine. And I, di- I didn't want to, but I did. And um, it, I felt I did feel better being outside, you know. I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. And I'm like, I'm just gonna go home and sleep because the show wasn't t- it was like a 9 a.m. like sound check and they played at like seven or eight, you know. I'm like, yeah. I'll be back. And I just went home and I mean I fell asleep for like five hours. Just like I was like <laughs> God. And I got woke up and like I'm like, oh, I feel terrible. I just took hand sanitizer, I just kept sanitizing sanitizing and just stayed away. Like I was just like kept like staying away from everybody and like Victoria, one of her friends was there. She's like, "Hey," and I'm like, "I don't feel well." She's like, "Oh!" And like as soon as I said that, she looked at me and she texted Victoria. She's like, "Brian looks like shit." (laughs) I must have looked real bad, but like so yeah. So she got home from all that. We went shopping and then and then like I don't think we left our apartment for two weeks. Like, I remember talking to you and you were like batting down the hatches like you did not leave. Yeah, we just like locked down and we would, we would go on walks like late at night. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was like the funny, it was like funny and like, because we also assumed that nobody in our apartment complex were going to wear masks ever. Yeah. Really, we live in Arizona. You Didn't know? your They're,
0: apartment have some ordinance? I remember you telling me like, like your building was like trying to enforce something.
1: Yeah, were, I mean, you were supposed to wear masks everywhere. i mean nobody really did and then like there there was a couple there was at least three or four like notifications where somebody had tested positive yeah where they're like they won't tell you what building they're just like in one of the buildings but uh even when we'd go out at night like it was like we'd open the door and we're like either we'd like run down the hallways like so we wouldn't (laughs) see anybody if somebody up the stairwell like (laughs) (laughs) you know like running down like holding our breath because like I mean, like, you just didn't, it, like, didn't have any idea still at that point. Like, right, yeah. Like, what was going on? And we did that for, like, for a good while. And and then for a while, every time we go, when we started going out, like, wearing masks and going to the grocery or whatever, I couldn't put my mask on without singing the Hulk Hogan theme. <laughs> or but, <laughs> but I would change it to this is a new America instead of real America. <laughs> be, this is a new, um, you know. and I did that for like for a while yeah like just because like because honestly because I felt so fucking stupid wearing a mask it was just like made my mind settle yeah I still hate it but I've gotten to the point it doesn't bother me and and it's mainly because like if it means I can go work why do I care you know what I mean like
0: sure yeah and and I like I do wear it 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 definitely hurts inner personal communication that part sucks especially me being in a new city like it makes it hard to like because people don't recognize each other after meeting right you wear you know if you're not wearing the exact same clothes or whatever or even if a week goes by it doesn't matter but now you guys are back on the road now and what are you seeing like the differences in the different markets because i mean la now vaccine cards to go anywhere Right, I don't know if that's in effect yet or not, but it's happening. The, my theater already does it, but right. And I know like the White Rabbit in Indianapolis is requiring vaccine cards, uh, Black Circle, where I know Victoria is going to be here pretty soon in Indianapolis, they're requiring vaccine cards even outside. And oh, wow. so, I'm sure you're seeing a wide variety of enforcement of different things.
1: Um, this tour is is a little different because it's like it's a lot of independent promoters so there's not it's not necessarily as strict Mm -hmm. you know i had um the the guy who owned i think he owned the venue in buffalo walk past me during the show because i and i had a mask on he's like why are you wearing a mask it's like why are you fucking asking me like leave me alone like that's so weird people that
0: are bothered by other
1: people wearing masks is such a weird thing it is. It's stupid. I mean, we know why. We know yeah. why it's like that. It's but it's just like it's just like really asinine. It's you like, should just doesn't. take
0: a break. Spit in his mouth to appease him. <laughs>
1: let him know you're cool. Just grab him by the back of his head. <laughs> pull his head back. Film it. Throw it on Pornhub. Spit in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. No. I that that's that was about the only one. And then there was one. Where a guy, I, I happen to be like right next to Victoria when this guy goes, oh, you must not have gotten vaccinated. You're wearing a mask. And she's like, I'm wearing a mask because I have to talk to people all night. And like that guy, I mean, that guy was vaccinated. So good. The, at least there's that. You know what I mean? They're, that's better than nothing. But like still shut the fuck up. Like who cares? Yeah. You know. Is, is Victoria
0: in the room with you right now? She's She's in the other
1: room. Okay. There. I was going to
0: ask her when the music's loud, is it really hard doing merch when you're both wearing masks trying to talk to each other? He's like laughing. She said yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know Man, I watch bartenders mad. and it's like the worst. Oh, yeah. Especially like uh, the rabbit had like plexiglass like also. So you're wearing oh, masks yeah. and then there's plastic between you. When I go to Starbucks, I cannot hear what the person behind the register
1: is saying to me ever. We all learn sign language. <laughs> That's what we all should have done during this. Like, It's true we can also communicate um there there, well we were talking about this in LA it was like I was asking about after the the um the author show if it's hard like because like I told you I had this thought where I was like listening to them you know listening to one of the the authors Uh give me their their thing and I'm like can they tell I'm smiling because I think this is fun. And you and we had this discussion about like if it hinders the interaction between a comedian, yeah, and a comedian too. You got to do real
0: animated smile where your eyes can show it. Right, like you like
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like when you see those uh, those I don't they would probably be called a meme now, but it'd be like is Spider Man smiling, laughing? You like and it's yeah. all based on the eyes of the spider, the Spidey costume, you know? Yeah, like that's how we all live now. It is tough, but
0: I'll say as. A performer as a comedian i'm okay as long as we the performers get to have masks off right because there was a period where we weren't sure about that and i know like the comedy attic in bloomington indiana they were having their performers wear masks during like the real like the shit like the real deep shit covid they everybody was wearing masks and i don't i understand it and I'm not saying I wouldn't do it if I like was given an opportunity and but I'm so glad I never had to because that just really takes a lot away.
1: Right. Cause I feel like, I mean with, with comedy and especially standup, a lot of it is your ex- expressions you give sometimes. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it makes what you said funny, you know? And I watched people wear masks
0: and perform And it was really fucking hard to hear them. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Where I heard people complaining about, like I did a lot of shows using the mic condoms and people were were talking about like, oh yeah, I don't use them because you can't hear anything, which sounds like I don't use condoms because you can't feel anything. (laughs) (laughs) But I I heard a guy say this just last night and I was like, yeah, that's not true. Those mic covers are like the thinnest material that's all like perforated. Yeah, You you can hear just fine. It might be in your head i think it's maybe their mic technique is bad exactly and stand-up comedians are notorious well to me for having terrible mic technique (laughs) a lot of comics do the thing i'm only talking about this because you're a sound engineer a lot of comics do a thing where when they're getting more animated and loud their hand starts coming closer to their face like because their body's tensing up so then they're blowing out the microphone and then when they're saying things that they aren't as confident in they the mic starts to drift away but their voice is also getting softer right so they like they're doing the exact opposite of what a person should be doing and it's incredibly annoying especially because i edit stand-up albums and it's infuriating when because i'm constantly working the levels all the way through where when i recorded my own i was so i have pretty good mic technique anyway i i if i do say so myself because i yell a lot right and so i know you can't scream directly into the microphone because i'm fucking sam kennison i'm out here
1: <laughs> <giving> my- <laughs> i mean you can sometimes it bums people out it well we and we had a comedian on this tour up until L.A. Oh yeah, yeah. We're like, um, it was really actually really funny because at there was a venue somewhere. I, I think like in New York there was every once in a while backstage, and, and this this probably you've, I'm sure you've seen this somewhere where it has there will be somebody's printed out a poor like bad mic technique like illustration. I've never seen it. There, there are these. There, there's, there is. They're online. Obviously. I want to get one. Um, and it'll usually be, like, uh, like it'll be, like, you know, like a um, like comic comic strip. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out how to do this and look at the camera. Well, there's this will like be the audio anyway, so it's frames, fine. You know, of, yeah. There's the comic strip frames, and um, they, uh, like, it'll be, like, in this box, it'll be, like, this bad mic technique. This is bad mic technique. And it'll show you what is good mic technique. And there was, like, one of those things that at New York – and one of the texts pointed it out to to Don because uh, because he he holds it right at the base, and the next day <laughs> the next day he held the mic normally, which yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't care it doesn't it doesn't matter to me I was doing monitors I'm literally handing him a wireless mic as long as he can hear himself and it's working it doesn't it doesn't affect me as much as it does like out front you know what I mean There's so, a
0: There's a big thing in stand up comedy where And I don't even know if it's a conscious thing. It's just a trend that I'm aware of. And I know some other people that are of guys holding microphones in weird ways that to them, I think it's like an attitude type of thing, like the way they hold the mic, but some of it's like really, really bad for sound quality. A a big one is people holding the microphone at the connection to the cable. And then like, messing with it, so they're bending the cable a lot, and then, like, the mic ends up cutting out, and then they th- are, like, pissed that the venue has shitty equipment or whatever.
1: Right, when it's really just shitty handling.
0: Yeah, just yeah. put your fucking hand around the
1: microphone. Or they put it around the, the ball of the oh, mic. like a hardcore singer? <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like it's like the hardcore singers, where, like, they're just imitating something else. You right. Know? And, and also, I get it. What it is is, like, it makes... It's a sound thing that they hear, Uh you know. Like a plenty of standups use that to their advantage for something. Yeah, you know, like when they need it to sound like when they're like doing, they're imitating a drive-through or something like that. Absolutely, but that's
0: technique. That's actual technique, not just like not knowing how a microphone works. But but here's the thing about stand-up comedy, and because I taught a class, and I'm not the best person to be teaching a stand-up comedy class but i can at least teach you about like the job of it and and the technical aspects because nobody ever teaches you the technical aspects there's no mentorships you know in stand up there right. no one there's no formal learning you just go and do it and you just over time someone makes fun of you for not taking the mic out of the stand and then you realize you should take the mic out of the stand or they make fun of you for fucking with the mic stand and so then you learn to move it away from you Right. but I would yeah. spend time focusing on teaching people how to stand in the light and know when you're in the light. And then also just like when you take the mic out of the stand, pause what you're saying for a brief second to do it for the, the sound isn't covering up what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. And then just simple how to hold a microphone, where to hold a microphone to where you're not blowing out the audience the entire time i would turn up people because you know a lot of places you're doing stand-up don't have monitors they're just like right. little place you know so at the white rabbit when i had monitors when a, a comedian was too loud i would keep cranking the monitor at them right i did this dozens of times and never once did they ever catch on because they're not taught what any of that means they're just like oh it's getting loud in here you know they right. don't understand that i'm being like dude this is how loud you are Right, yeah. Like, shut up,
1: bring down your voice. That that's um the the first the first show we did with uh the comedian with Don. He like I asked him, I'm like, do you want you want to hear yourself? And because we just had side fills, mm-hmm. monitors, you know. And he's like, Yeah, that way he's like he's like, Yeah, keep it in there so I'm not screaming. So, like, you know, yeah. he, he's been doing it, he understands. Yeah. No, and that's like, that's yeah, great sure. because
0: When you can't hear yourself, you have a tendency to overcompensate and be shouting down the audience. You don't know you can't hear yourself, so you're just getting louder and louder. Yeah,
1: you don't realize you're just screaming at people.
0: Yeah, Uh, I want to wrap up here, but is there anything? I know the tour you're on right now is going to be wrapping up soon, and Victoria is going to be back out with Marit, excuse me, with Baroness doing some uh, smaller clubs around the country. What are you doing? What do you got coming up?
1: um so tomorrow's the last show and we we have like a couple weeks off and we actually leave the same day she leaves she leaves for baroness the 27th they have a they're doing the fest in or like or in gainesville okay so they have a one-off show there um and then they go back to philly and then they start they start the tour which is like a it's like an evening with baroness it's all like um like everybody who buys a ticket gets one of John's art prints for the show. And then they get, they get a vote on the first half of the set. And then, yeah, and, the band, cool. and then the band picks the second half of the set. It'll be cool. Like it's like legit. Like we, we tried to do this voting thing in the Ataris, but like it was kind of, ha- it was kind of, it was very half-assed. Like this one's like done really well. Is so it choices
0: like, or is it open?
1: Oh, it, you it is choices, but the choice is every single song from the catalog. Oh, okay, yeah, so it's open, but it's but it's not like you're writing shit. It it's not like right. oh, I want to hear uh, that Earl had to die song. We want you to cover that. You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I think I only picked that because the Gimme Gimme's did that. I did a cover, uh, that thing, right? But uh, that's but, a great know, song, actually. It is. What I'm really bummed about is baroness did a cover of uh bikeage oh or is it bikeage they did yeah yeah, they did a cover of bikeage like early early on yeah it's not further up in the voting i really wanted mm. to see that at the top i was like maybe there'll be some punk rockers who will be like oh i want to hear that song but uh it's last i saw it unfortunately wasn't wasn't voted up high enough in anything but maybe it will be i mean that's been
0: a while so well, okay. if I, I'll rush this podcast out and then we'll get
1: people. But so, yeah, so they're doing that. And that goes until like, when does that go till December, 14th. December 14th? And then I'm going the same day, the 27th, I fly to the UK and I'm doing two weeks with this band, with the dead okay. days and I fly home. I have a week off and then I take over Baroness. So like our buddy, Andy, who like, he and I rotate in and out cover each other. Okay. He's, he's doing monitors for the first couple weeks of Baroness. And then I'm actually meeting, I'm flying to Seattle to meet them. And he's, then he and I are switching out and he goes home. He does, he works for a band called the wonder years. So he's going, okay. he'll I go home. That band. I don't yeah. know anything about them, but I've heard they're good. They're a good pop punk band. Um, they're really good. He, uh, so then he'll go back home for a couple of weeks and then they have like, they have like holiday shows that they're doing, I think is what it is. Right so he'll finish on. out with them. Cause he, he does TMA in front of house for those guys. So it works out, but yeah, that's, that's what we got going on after this. And then, and then next year it's, there's, there's going to be more Baroness shows. Yeah. There's more Dead Daisy shows. Good. Shows are yeah. back. Yeah, it seems like it. As long as like nothing, I mean, like, like we've really been in like a bubble. Like I've like, it. This happens as soon as I go on tour. Like the outside world just kind of like gets shut off because I'm doing something else. You know, like yeah. I can't, I can't sit and like melt my brain with the news all day long. Like during the pandemic, there are many times where we're like, we 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 had to go, we had to quit watching the news because like, yeah. it just, you know. So like I know that there's still some like it's still kind of rough with the pandemic and everything sure. but so but hopefully yeah it seems like it seems like we are moving forward as, as long as as long as people are willing to like you know be masked at venues or show their proof of vaccination or, or get a, a test you know like yeah. it should be okay And it, it seems like the majority of the people it, it's it's gonna be split you know what I mean like there's like the people that don't care, there's shows they can go to that also don't care. Exactly. And the people that do care, there's shows that they can go to where people do care.
0: Yeah, and it's only people who care. Exactly. And you know, it's gonna, it might hurt numbers, but it's a fucking pandemic. You know, we can all take a little financial hit.
1: Um, and we all, I mean, yeah, we all had to. You know, like, like I got, I was saying earlier, we did Instacart after once we were not scared to go out anymore we did instacart like seven days a week sometimes yeah. because well there's nothing else to do and you know it, we were that was what we were living off of as opposed to us both having an income you right. know so, but we got lucky like we in, in in phoenix in or in the area we live in, in chandler it's like there were plenty of people that were willing to pay money not go get their own groceries. And and I don't think that's going to change. No, it's not.
0: You can see when you go to the grocery store, all the people that are, because everybody does curbside or delivery now, and Mm. you can see all the the extra employees now doing that work. So Mm. it's definitely a, uh, it's a new era. And I think some things are going to stick. I think there's going to be more remote working. I think there's going to be more um, accommodations that just end up making sense in the long run. Yeah, we could have been doing the whole time but it took a forced issue for people to realize like you really can do most work virtually
1: oh yeah um yeah especially now like the thing that's been happening and i mean i think you you've you've witnessed this since you've moved to la that a lot of people from california are leaving yeah that have the tech jobs because they can go live somewhere cheaper and they can get a bigger place and they're going to do their job from home because so they're never going to go back to their offices. Yeah. It's cheaper for a company to pay for their internet. Absolutely. And all that can give them like, you know, pay for their computers and their internet and their phones than yep. it is to pay for water and electricity and a giant building and yep. whatever goes into maintaining all this. Yep,
0: absolutely. Well, I'm going to wrap it up, Brian. Uh, thanks for sitting yeah. down and talking. Yeah, it was fun. All
1: right, I'll talk to you soon.
0: All right, see you buddy.
1: Later.